One. What's going on? Fire alarm. That's be, it? Yeah, I gotta be thorough. Is that your name? Yeah. Krupke? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, Matt Krupke. You're Officer Krupke! I am. Familiar with West Side Story? No, sir. <laughs> what? There's a character in West Side Story named Officer Krupke. Okay. You're Officer Krupke. You never heard the song? No, sir. Oh, Officer Krupke, what are we to do? Gee, Officer Krupke, Krup you. You never heard that? No. No? No. By the way, they wanted to say fuck you, but in the 50s oh, on well. Broadway, Sondheim, he couldn't write fuck you. That's that, So Krup you is a substitute for fuck you. Mm. Has anybody ever said Krup you? No. Huh. Some guy told me to go fuck my face once. He went to jail. Okay. Dear kindly Sergeant Krupke, you gotta understand, it's just our bringing up key that gets us out of hand. Our mother's all our junkies, our father's all our drunks. Golly Moses, naturally we're punks. You know who I am. But you don't know why I'm here. Where is billionaire Ted? Today, doing good. That's good. Too, got a little sad news to start things off with tonight, but uh, yeah. Good news is I got a haircut and I headed to Florida in two days, so nice. Assuming I don't crash, you know, we should be able to do the next episode in about a week and a half. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. It's sad. You never thought yes, that. Uh, it, you never thought that Scott Hall would pass this way. Yeah, for all the uh, the drugs that man has done and everything, yeah, it's uh, it's not cool. You thought it would be something that would just show up on your feed, oh, he died accidentally, 
the next day yep. you'd, you'd hear about it. You never Overdose you never figured you'd have you'd have a two two day lapse of knowing what's wrong with them and then being taken off life support and end up ended up yep. dying. Very yeah, sad. It's, uh, it's very sad for somebody who you watched. Um, well, at least for me, um, I guess I'll start since I started watching him way before you. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, definitely. With Razor Ramon in WWE and. Uh, the first big moment, obviously, um, is when he uh, jobbed out to the one two three kid who was just going by the kid, and then he lost via moonsault to the kid, and they named him the one two three kid, Sean Waltman, X Pac, um, and just great great feuds with Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. Um, he was kind of a piece of shit. Um, like he was, like when he was going around as a, a quote unquote good guy. He still, like, wouldn't sign, like, kids' autographs and stuff from stories I've heard. Um, this, of course, is back when he was drinking a lot and doing a lot of drugs. Um, then, of course, he shows up one night on Nitro, and this is before the internet, and nobody had any idea what was going on with that when he switched companies. And uh, that's the promo you heard in the beginning. They played off like he was, like, from WWF or whatever. And um, the invasion angle came where it kind of was like a WWF invasion, even though they were all signed by WCW. Um it was Classic like the north. Stuff. It was like the north invading the south, pretty much. It was like yeah. civil war again. Yeah, which is why he does that little accent there. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, that and the, very... and the Razor Ramon gimmick was yeah. a Mexican Spanish gimmick, Cuban, Cuban, um, yeah. But like he used to when he first came out, I was going to use uh, chop something up for the intro, but uh, it was actually pretty bad. A lot of his first promos because he was going way too heavy with the the accent, the Cuban yeah. accent or whatever. Yeah. And um, they kind of play, they leveled that out once he turned into a good guy. But uh, that ladder match with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 10, man, that was that was something else, um, especially for that time. Nowadays, it's like nothing. But right. for that time, that was incredible. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, I mean, he had a lot of demons, and I really hoped we were past that. And we were, I mean, he died of three heart attacks, basically, after having surgery. Yeah. Um, well, DDP did but, uh, so much for DDP did yeah. so much for him. It was great to see DDP step in and kind of like, "You're living with me now, bro. We're gonna get you sober." Of course, DDP's house is a uh, sobriety crib or the accountability crib, I think it's called. Yeah, that's where what it is. Uh, he, he takes you in and uh, gets you on his yoga regiment and uh, tries to sober you up. There's a great documentary about it on Jake the Snake Roberts, which I think is on Amazon. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, just. Just sad news all around. Um, yeah, I just... I mean, it was about 18 hours after we went off the podcast that I read on Sunday, or Monday. after the podcast Sunday, on Monday morning, when I read that his family uh, decided to take him off life support, which was the only thing keeping him alive. Um, yeah. He would have been a vegetable for the rest of his life. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's as a family, that's got to be the toughest decision you have to make ever. Yeah. Um, yeah, just sad, sad. Yeah, sad. the oh. first time the first time I saw him, um, actually, it was the very first Nitro that I watched where Goldberg beat um, Hogan at the very end. The begin in the middle of that <laughs> night, uh, Scott Hall actually fought Goldberg, and Goldberg beat Scott Hall in order to face Hogan at the end of the night. So that's the first time I saw Scott Hall a Scott Hall match. Um, but I always knew. I, I, later on, the Razor Ramon thing, I kind of learned about later on. I didn't realize he was Razor Ramon in WWF because I wasn't into wrestling in that early 90s. So, 
Um, so I got into a lot of that stuff. Like you said, the Michaels match I've seen with, on the, in the ladder. Um, and then, of course, him coming in, and all the stuff in WCW. I saw the cattle prod with Goldberg and, and all the <laughs> NWO Wolfpack stuff and everything up until the end. And then, of course, the NWO coming over to the WWE and that run, that two-month run that was just horrible. And Scott Hall was completely, on, completely fucked up that whole entire time, which was sad to see. Which, the worst like, part is they made a joke of it because he'd come out with it, beers yeah. and stuff, and it's yeah. like looking it back part, on it. I mean, yeah, it was part it of the, the angle, 90s. Yeah. They're trying to be edgy, but it's still looking back on it um, was bad. And then when he was in WWF and he was trying to get sober before going to DDP when he was relapsing, um, he did an angle with Steve Austin, I think, and he was taking those uh, pills that basically they're for alcoholics. So if you take one yeah. of these pills uh, and you have like a sip of alcohol for 24 hours you will throw up. And, yeah. like, Steve Austin was, like, dumping beers down his throat, and I guess, like, I think it was on yeah, Bruce Yeah, he had, him, he, had him tied, he had him tied up in, like, a cooler or something, and he was tossing yeah. beers on him, and it ended up yeah. making him throw up and <laughs> throw yeah. up in the middle of the angle and stuff. Yeah. It was, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but it's good, it's good to see that he did turn his life around later on, and mm. thankful for DDP that he did that, I'm sure, and and uh, as a fan, it's good to it was good to see him go in the Hall of Fame twice, and yep. clean and sober. Um, yeah, and, yeah. Sad, sad to see, sad to see the end like this. Um, but the other way would have been a lot worse if we had seen that too. So, yeah, I'm glad that he. I'm glad he. I'm glad he turned it around in the end. Um, yeah, sad, sad news. He was um, he was in a wheelchair too at one point. Um, he during was that yeah. Jake documentary. Remember that? Yeah. Um, yeah, he was. It was out of control for, for a very long time. And when he was on Impact, you could tell. I think that was the last yep. time, his last run. I mean, he was sweating. You could tell he was just he was just not the same. And, Scott Hawley was. And he, had the, uh, he had that independent show, too, where he showed up hammered, yep. um, much like Jake Roberts did, too. Um, and Jeff Hardy's done that. You can you can kind of get the uh, you can kind of get the glimpse of these people, yeah. In their there's in their actions. Story of uh, there's that story of Matt Hardy actually just eating eating a pint of KFC coleslaw with his hands. He was so fucked up before his match once in TNA. Yeah. <laughs> just a whole thing of coleslaw, just eating it with his hands. Um, yeah, just R.I.P. to Scott Hall, one of my yeah. favorite wrestlers of the '90s. Um, Started his career with Diamond Dallas Page, of course, in AWA. Page got him a job in WCW as the Diamond Stud. And, uh, yeah, he soared. He uh, he never was the heavyweight champion. No. Nope. But he never needed to be. He actually preferred being the secondary champion to elevate those belts. Because um, that's back when uh, Intercontinental and United States Championship meant something. And, uh, of course, tag team champion multiple times with multiple people, most notably Kevin Nash. Yep. Yeah, and you, and you always forget about the click. We forgot to mention that the uh, the whole uh, curtain, the curtain. Yeah, it was the call. Oh yeah, the curtain call were uh, the four best friends. Actually, there was five people in the click. You know who the fifth person was, right? Sean Waltman. Oh no, there was another person too. Who was, was the other person? Oh, wait, it, there was was there five or six? It was Shawn Michaels, uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, who they only started hanging out with because he fucking didn't drink or do drugs. They had a sober driver. And they right. all just ended up clicking. Um, so he was basically their protector. Kevin um, Ashton, Scott Hall. Gay, Scott Hall, uh, Sean Waldman, and the little-known person that nobody knows is, uh, or a lot of people will know, but it's just not talked about, is Justin Credible from ECW. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. also yeah, in the click. Um, 
they I believe they got him the job as Aldo Montoya. I think it was Aldo yeah. Montoya, some gimmick in WWF back in the mid nineties, and then he went to WCW and did some ECW and did some good things there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the click, and uh, they were known for causing a lot of trouble, doing a lot of drugs, drinking. Um, yeah, and uh, it was all behind running the- wrestling for a period of time. Yeah, it was all behind the scenes stuff. It wasn't. It wasn't on screen. I mean, they yeah. did have the uh, the two sweet sign. They had that stuff like that. But, um, but but they were all friends behind the scenes, and uh, they traveled together, and never really showed on TV. But once the whole curtain call happened, when they when Scott Hall and Kevin Ash jumped to WCW, they they yeah. uh, they all they all hugged in the middle of the ring on their very last night, and Triple H and it got in trouble. <laughs> yeah, you weren't supposed to do that because one, you couldn't. It broke kayfabe. You, yeah. It broke, broke kayfabe. You uh, you can't have the good guys and the bad guys pretty much embracing each other. And Shawn Michaels was at the top of the company at that time. Triple H was still relatively new. Yeah. And uh, they actually punished so Triple Tri- H. Got buried for about two years. Yeah, he, he got he, uh, punished. If, he was supposed to win. If it wasn't uh, for that. If it wasn't for that, we never would have had Austin three sixteen. Yeah. Because he was the one that was supposed to win that King of the Ring, yeah. which happened like a month later. Yeah. And uh, he, they basically were like, "You're not." doing that right now and they basically made him bottom of the card make the least amount of money as possible and yeah, yeah. he didn't become and he been he didn't become the triple h that we know now for another three or four years it was like 2000 yeah. and in 99 so yeah it was it was what a long he, punishment did he win the 97 king of the ring i can't remember he ended up winning i think it was the 97 so they held okay. it off pretty much a year um but he still didn't have any major title runs yeah um I think unless, nope, Owen Hart was way before then. So yeah, it was like the '97. I think he won that. And then the whole and then the whole DX thing happened. But yeah, the yep. uh, yeah, he had a huge impact in a lot of people in that time. Um, uh, WCW and WWE, one of the rare cases of a of a opponent going on each side and being a main eventer on each side for a long period of time. I mean, he was a main eventer in the WCW until they until they fell out. For the most part, um, and of course, he's the one that that uh, stopped Goldberg's uh, streak by cattle prodding him when he was facing <laughs> Kevin Nash. So, yeah, rest in peace to uh, the bad guy, Scott Hall. Scott Hall. So yeah, uh, the only piece of news that I wanted to get into. Uh, this morning they released a trailer to Miss Marvel. Did you have a chance to see it before the pod? Yeah. Um, very teeny, <laughs> very, uh, looks like shit. It, yeah, it's very kid-like. Um, I don't know. I don't it's know. It's not for our demo. Um, no, that's not, not a show I was really looking forward to anyways. Plus yeah. they really haven't done a great job in my opinion with Marvel shows. I'm really looking forward to Moon Knight though. Yeah, I think I think Moon Knight will be great. Yeah, the Marvel shows have been um, good, but they haven't been spectacular like the movies, like some of the movies, yeah. I should say. Yep. Um, but they but they have but they have the uh, they have the power. I mean, they can do it if they really wanted to. And I think Moon Knight is kind of getting into that territory, but we'll see. I we hope really, so, and I yeah. hope they start doing Daredevil season four because we need that back. Um, yeah, we do. I just hope they keep they would keep the showrunner because the way that show was was very fucking good and if they Disney brings on their own showrunner I really don't know how I would feel about it 
Yeah, I started watching Spider-Man No Way Home today. It's a long-ass movie, so I only got about halfway through. That fucking yep. movie is amazing. I, and I, I, I only saw it once. On yeah, I only saw it once in the theater, so I uh, I was just watching, trying to pick pick apart stuff that I missed, and it's just it's just an incredibly done movie, and you just it's and then knowing what happens at the end is just spectacular. Yeah, good time to be a geek. So, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we're we're gonna do a short episode this week. Um, we're actually recording two days after our last pod because Kevin's going on a plane. So, uh, the last thing, the only thing that we're gonna be doing this week is we're going to review a movie. Yep. <laughs> All these motherfuckers been patiently waiting since the West Coast fell off the streets. Oh, I figured you needed to laugh for you, leave. I was sleeping confident after Matt's been here. The beach's been knocking. They dog doing this thing. DPG still popping. I got California love. I can love this album, by the way. I know. I love the documentary. <laughs> Such a good fucking album. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Did you ever hear this version back in the day? This version right here? Because the album version has uh, 50 Cent. Yeah. With Snoop Dogg? I don't think so. I did yeah, not I know this. Snoop Dogg was on. I did not know that. Yeah, was I was that preferred. just a re-release name that I'm doing 50 instead on the actual album? I think it may have came out on a mixtape back in the day. Oh, okay. Yeah. They probably did a remix or something, too, or who knows. Well, uh, we're not we're not reviewing the game album. <laughs> we actually watched what's... I want to review the game album. <laughs> I've got to be positive this week. Positivity. That's me. Mr. Positivity. We watched uh, West Side Story. Come on, Kevin. Stop rolling your eyes. Come on, Kevin. You don't want to be coming from America? I'm not touching that. <laughs> what are you drinking? What do you got going on over there? Arizona orange. Nice tea. Uh, no orange. Ooh, orange and lemonade. No, it's like an orange aid. It's like orange, oranges and sugar. That's pretty much all it is. So oranges instead of lemon. It's like a fruit cocktail. That actually sounds fucking delicious. It's good. Yeah. It's like twenty-two ounce can. Twenty-four. No, yeah. 23. 23. We're See, I'd rather talk about his his can of orange aid than I would this <laughs> fucking movie. Well, we obviously felt two different ways about this movie because I thought it was fucking fantastic. And I didn't even like the original. Um, it's, of course, based off the musical. Came out in 1957. Um, movie came out in 1961. 
um, the original movie. Um, main star of the original movie, the only one that I knew was uh, Natalie Wood, who was famous mm. for the way she died, was probably most famous for people like us that, that listen to stuff, because she was in a boat with Christopher Walken and Robert Wagner. And she ended up disappearing off the boat and drowned. Much like Spe- in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. But Ray's doing Cody fingers too. If you, you can't, she, you can't she do that. disappeared. <laughs> she accidentally disappeared, quote unquote. <laughs> but yeah, uh, she was the lead in that. She was Maria, um, and the and the girl who I mean, we'll get into it. Um, West Side Story is a retelling of Romeo and Juliet, um, set in the mid fifties in what in Upper West Side uh, Manhattan. Um, multiracial blue collar neighborhood. Um, Explores a rivalry between the Jets and the Sharks, two gangs. One of the gangs, the Jets, is a white group in the town. A lot of Jewish kids, Irish kids, Italian kids. Um, and the Sharks were the Puerto Ricans of the group. And back in the day, in the, in the original, all the Puerto Ricans were white, painted brown. It was... <laughs> Very racist, just like all those, just all those fifties and forties. Yeah, it was the brown face. Yeah, I don't remember in the original one. Did they reference uh, marijuana like they do frequently in this one? Uh, I think they did. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I couldn't sure. remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of uh, that movie was so controversial that when they decided to do this, when they hired all Puerto Rican actors and they did it, the, they did it the true way. The oh, right yeah, casting was fan- casting was fantastic. Yeah. I have no problem with the cat. It's yeah, we'll get into it. But I have no problem with the casting. The casting was yeah. on point for yeah. this film. Um, everyone does their job very well. Yep, um, and it pretty much for the most part, uh, Steven Spielberg directed it, and it was a shot-for-shot remake, but with a much bigger Spielberg budget, of course. Um, it was yeah. an original 20th Century Fox movie. Then the Fox mer- merger happened with Disney, and Disney took over the whole marketing of the movie, and it's been put out by Disney. Um, it failed in the box office just because the box office, unless you're a Marvel movie, is going to fail nowadays. Um, yeah, um, Spielberg, has he ever put out a technical flop until now? Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I have no idea. Either. I'm sure some of those early films probably didn't get recognized until much later. I think I think this until, movie... Until he made Jaws. And if you if you notice, this movie came out on HBO and it came out on Disney, and maybe they had to deal yep. with HBO to make the money make the money back for this. Maybe yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I, I didn't look into it. Because it was on HBO before it was on Disney. Yep, yep. For like two weeks. Oh, it was. I thought it was. I thought they debuted the same day. I wasn't sure. No, I don't believe so. I think it was on on HBO before. Plus, they have the original one on HBO. Okay. So yeah, we'll get into it. You already mentioned the cast. Um, standouts for the cast: Corey Stoll had a small role. He played Lieutenant Strank. Um, yep. Corey, Corey Stoll. We talked about him with um, Saints in Newark last last week's episode, and he was just a phenomenal actor in that. And just a small scenes that he was in this, he played a great, great. Yeah, he was very good. Great detective in this. Or Lieutenant. I'm actually becoming a big fan of his now that I've seen more than just Ant Man. Right. Um, he was he was phenomenal as Junior Soprano. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Brian Darcy James played Officer Crumpke, who playing the beginning of the episode. Kevin being a huge Cur- uh, Curb fan, Curb enthusiasm fan, and him getting me into it, 
that whole scene with Larry David and Officer Crumkey is pretty uh, pretty fantastic. <laughs> and then when I first watched West Side Story and I heard the song, I sent you a video clip of it. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's funny because I actually, you mentioned that you hadn't watched that episode in a long time, and I actually watched it after watching like the first hour of this movie because I needed some enjoyment in my life. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, I, you uh, so I watched it last night or the night before. Last night, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Ansel Eggort, who uh, he plays Tony, the main character. Um, I didn't, he did a very, very great job in this, and I'm surprised because I've seen him in a few things. Like, he was great in Baby what Driver. Seen him in? He was in oh, Baby I'm Driver. Sorry. Okay, yep, Baby Driver. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just didn't, I didn't expect his singing voice, and I didn't expect his uh, acting the way it was in this movie, and I thought it was fantastic. Um, Rachel Ziegler, she plays Maria. She's the main, the main, uh, the main character, to- uh, Tony's love interest in the movie. Um, I thought she was great too. Um, and the best, my, fa- my favorite role in this, and it's being shown in the, by the Academies, giving her all the, uh, noms. I think she just won a Golden Globe or one of those, a Critics' Choice last night. I can't remember what it was. Ariana Dubois, Dubose, uh, she played Anita. Mm-hmm. She was fantastic in this movie. Yeah, she was awesome. She was uh, she was in Hamilton. She played a secondary character in Hamilton. She was actually the bullet that she played the bullet that killed uh, that killed Hamilton. She she threw okay. it through the air. She did. Yep. She was like a background player. Um, she was in Hamilton. She was in, she was a lead in this. Or a, a lead. Um, the original the original Anita Rita Morano. She uh, she was a store st- uh, the store shop owner in this movie. She was the older uh, woman that owned the store that he hid in and he worked at, that uh, Tony worked at. Um, and I liked the store because it, it had a lot of classic comic books on the wall. I don't know if you noticed that in the uh, yeah. storefront. Yep. I also like the actors that played Berna- Ber- Bernardo and Riff, the two main leads that fought in the yep. Sharks and the Jets, who end up at, spoilers, they end up dying in, during a knife fight. Knife fight um, together spoilers for 70 year old story yeah i mean there's a musical there's a movie that's been out for 40 50 years if you don't know it right now and it's a roman like i said it's a romeo and juliet story just rewrote for a 50s generation that's what it was and uh when i was growing up we used to have a west side story because my parents went to the play when they were quote unquote courting back in the day that means dating (laughs) peter peter let's go see west side story (laughs) <laughs> grab me a pack of cigs on the way pete anyways so yeah i had that west side story painting and uh, i think i saw the first one when i was probably nine or ten years old i okay. want to say yeah i just watched it last year for the first time so. i was okay. late to the party yeah i love musicals i would not but... have seen it if my parents didn't have the thing but i asked my yeah. dad about it once and he had it on like tape or whatever yep. so um, I thought the knife fight was choreographed like a dance routine, um, and obviously inspirations for the Beat It video, and you can tell that from the original, yep. the original musical too. Um, I love the love story. It's a, it's a, it's a Romeo and Juliet story. I, I'm a huge fan of Shakespeare and Romeo and Juliet, so same. I, I love, I love that. I love that aspect. Um, I thought the chemistry of the two leads was great. Um, I just loved it. I loved everything about this movie. I love the music. I love the I love the choreography, and I love the uh, the chemistry between the actors. Uh, not just the two love interests, but um, Maria and her her roommate um, Anita, and uh, 
I love the uh, romance between Anita and Bernardo. And Bernardo, spoiler alert, dies and 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 Anita just loses it. And you can see her pain in the end of this movie. It's just it's just incredible. Um, so yeah, I'm sure you had different feelings, but I did love it. You uh, you hit pretty much everything on the uh, the nail on the head, so to speak. Um, I just I'm not a huge musical for, fan. Yeah, um, I knew that. So for me, this movie was filmed absolutely beautifully. Yes, um, it was. Yeah. Some of the shots are just breathtaking. Um, the casting is outstanding. Um, the movie just isn't for me, and I'm able to separate the fact that I had zero fun watching it. Um, outside of a few things, um, and I think I texted you last night and I was like, after the first hour or whatever, I ended up watching that Curb episode and then I was like, I had to either stab my eyes out or put on the movie Fresh, which was, I actually really enjoyed that movie. Did you, did you Um, finish that movie? Fresh? Yeah. Yeah. You watched it all? Uh, review it after this. I want to know your review. We'll, we'll review this and then review it after. Sounds good. Um, but yeah, um, and then I came back to West Side today. It was early day at work, so I was able to finish it out. Um, it just isn't my type of music. Also, like when I watched Rocket Man the first time, I threw it on, and I just wasn't in the mood for a musical. So I said okay, and I went back. And when I was like, I think an Elton John song was like on the radio, so I'm like, go back and watch that again. And I absolutely loved it the second time I watched it. It's one of my favorite musicals. Um, and I didn't even tell you this. I went back and watched Hamilton, and I enjoyed that a lot more the second time I watched mm-hmm. it. I never thought I'd watch it again, and for some reason I put it on like two months ago, and I enjoyed it way more. Um, that's so what, that's what happened. Like watching a musical, I'll that, watch this again. But That's what happened with me with Hamilton. I watched it the first time, and I was like, okay, yeah, it's good. Um, I watched it the second time, and I just got enamored by it, and then I started listening to the yeah. soundtrack in my car. <laughs> And I yep. listened to the soundtrack again, and then I listened to it again, and I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta watch it, watch it again." And it got to the point where I watched it like twenty, twenty-five times that summer. It came out. I, just, <laughs> I was in fucking a half-hour fucking movie. Yeah, no shit. It's probably literally the only movie I've seen that many times. I don't think I've ever seen anything as much as I've seen Hamilton, especially listening wish- to the soundtrack. It was my number, like going through the iTunes. What was your number one songs that you were listening to? My top ten were all Hamilton songs. For the whole entire okay, year. So I was actually about to uh, let me just hit a kickflip off that skating term for those that don't know. Um, <laughs> okay, <and> Tony Hawk. <laughs> so <laughs> he broke his uh, leg this week, anyways. No, but uh, yeah, oh yeah. So I wish um, you know iTunes does that collective thing you were just talking about was like top whatever. Yeah. Um, I wish you could do that with the movies. So yeah, I'd no love shit. to see like what movies I've watched the most. Because I know, I guarantee you, Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3 would be up there. Because I yep. usually throw one of those on at least once a week just to go to bed. Because like, I don't have to pay attention. I can just drift off. Um, but I would really yeah. like to see an accumulation of uh, what I've watched on like my Apple TV or Voodoo or whatever. Well, I, I, can, cool. I can tell you right now, mine would probably be super bad in 40-year-old version. Because I put those on before I go to bed and just leave it on when I fall asleep to them. Yep. So yep. I mean, those are those are my two go to Back to the Future or like yeah. Seinfeld. Um, yeah, and The Office for me is my number one like go yep. to sleep show. So. so yeah, back back to uh, West Side Story. Um, great movie. I loved it. I like you said. I, I didn't even mention the cin- cinematography of this movie. It was just out of this world. That's and yeah, I, that, oh, it was re- I, it was really good cinematography, and I love 
um, as Ray knows, a movie that is shot well. Yeah. I love cinematography. As I've gotten older, I've really grown to like be attracted to that. Um, Breaking Bad yeah, is this, my favorite shows of all time, and one of the reasons cinematography. So. Yeah, this city was this New York City was gritty. It was 1950s yep. gritty, dirty, and you felt every minute, every second, every inch of New York City. It was fantastic. Um, so yeah, uh, what do you give it for a pineapple? Separating the fact that I didn't have too much fun watching it. But like I said, I am going to probably watch it when I'm in the mood for a musical. Right. Um, I'd say between the fact that it was brilliantly casted, directed, cinematography was on point, the way the city looked, I'm giving it a three. Okay. Um, soft three for now, and maybe I'll readjust that later. You get yeah, hard. definitely <laughs> three. Three it is. The soft three. You're gonna get hard. Okay, we'll write that down. <laughs> soft three. Going to get hard. A flaccid three. Okay, uh, I'm doing a four and a half because I fucking loved it. Um, okay. Hamilton for me is a five. Not as good as Hamilton because I just I fell in love with Hamilton a couple summers ago. But this is definitely a four and a half for me. Um, and I preferred this to the original because, I, like I said, I did not like the original that much when I first saw it. But it just, this one just blew me away. I don't know. If maybe for, I was in the mood for it or I don't know. For scale on my second rewatch of Hamilton, I would give it an easy 3.5. After the first time I watched it, I was at like a 1.5. So that's how much my score came up from Hamilton. Wow. Watch it again. See where it goes. Maybe it'll get hard again. I don't have three and a half hours to waste again right now. <laughs> and I will not get hard <laughs> well you got soft so the only the only natural progression is getting hard god damn it hey at least you're going to Florida you're going to have a great vacation so uh, I hope so yeah review so that's our review review fresh I'd like to know a little bit more about this movie and what you thought of it one second alright so fresh it's on Hulu um, right it's on Hulu um, Bucky Barnes, of course, uh, yep. from Captain America movies is the lead, um, with the girl and I'm blanking on her name right now, but it starts off like the first half hour is like, kind of like, kind of a romantic comedy. And one of the coolest things I liked about this movie is, uh, I really don't want to spoil it, but I'm going to spoil something happens about the halfway marker in, but not the halfway, the half hour marker in. And that's when they do the title screen, um, which hmm. I thought was a really cool thing. Cause I've never, I don't think I've ever seen that done. Where like, cause the movie starts off, like it's going to be a romantic comedy for people that aren't watching it. And it turns into a whole other thing. Okay. And, um, yeah, yeah. Don't say too much about I, it. Cause I, 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 I think I'm going to watch it. Yeah. It's very good. Um, I'd like to do a full review. Maybe next time Chris is on and, uh, I'll watch it by, I'll watch it by then. We can do that. Yeah. And, I mean, you have a week and a half for me when I'm in Florida, so you can watch it. It's, it's a quick two-hour okay. movie. Um, it flies by. The ending is not great. I was hoping for more, but I still liked it. Um, overall, because I'll probably watch it again um, before we do the review, but I'd say it's solid three and a half. Like, it's very enjoyable. Um, Sebastian Stan is absolutely fantastic, hmm. playing pretty much double... Actually, he's not really a double character because he acts the same way in both roles. You'll understand that more when you see it. But uh, he's awesome. The girl is really good. Um, 
you kind of know it's kind of you can kind of guess what's going to happen as the movie progresses um so there isn't too many like shocks like that there was one thing i want to talk to you about when we do the spoilers um because there was something i was really 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 expecting but bucky technically isn't like a really like he's a terrible human being but he's not a terrible terrible human being to where i thought this situation would have come up um and this will all make sense once you see it um but yeah it was definitely enjoyable it's right there on hulu hulu's like fucking eight bucks a month um check it out if you got hulu uh recommend it cool yeah i'll watch that before yeah because we're not gonna record again for another week and a half almost two weeks Mm -hmm. so so yeah, we're going to end the episode there. We, we knew this was going to be a quick episode. Um, we didn't get to the New Jack stuff because the New Jack stuff, we wanted to save it and take the time on it because there is a lot yeah. to unpack with New Jack. And we just did a podcast sh- two nights ago, so it's like we weren't going to go through six hours of shoot interviews. Yeah, just, and, <laughs> you know. and for those that don't know, a shoot interview is when a wrestler comes on. It's a wrestling interview, pretty much, and a wrestler comes on and shoots, shoots for real. Tells the real story behind the scenes, but does it in a in a dramatic. In their eyes. In, yeah, a lot of times dr- it's dramatic, but yeah. a lot of times it's just what happened behind the scenes that the company wouldn't want you to know, or like when this person yeah. fought this person, what happened then and there. Um, stuff usually, like that. and usually, a lot of bridges are burned in interviews like this. There's a lot yes. of people that don't go on WWF television and won't ever be on there anymore because of bridges they burn doing these shoot inter- interviews. Yeah. And New Jack was the very first shoot interview from RF Video. Okay, um, I didn't know that. And RF Video was a company started by Rob Feinstein. They would film uh, cam shows for ECW to help promote them. They do a tape library. Then Rob Feinstein started Ring of Honor, and then Rob Feinstein got found trying to have kids over his house with beers. And they, uh, what's that show? To Catch a Predator style on the local Philadelphia news. And he had to give up Ring of Honor. <laughs> That's sorry, yeah. Rob Feinstein minute. I'm friends with him on Facebook. <laughs> Good guy. Good guy that Robbie Feinstein. Gotta go over for one of those pool parties, although I think I'm aged out. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, Rob Feinstein. So yeah, that's our episode. Um for a preview for next time, um, like I've said, and I'm probably the most excited about this next episode of anything we've done so far on the podcast. Episode 21 is going to be the start of the Attitude Era rewatch. And, uh, yeah, I never watched uh, before 1998. So we're going to start in 1997, which Kevin is telling me is the best year, one of the best years of wrestling. And WWF. Yeah, well, also, I was also a Bret Hart guy, and his uh, storyline, his, his arc yeah. in that year was one of the greatest. And then, of course, it ends with the Montreal screw job. Yeah. Um, fantastic year of wrestling. That was when it started getting a little bit grittier. Um, yeah, because that summer. Attitude. That summer, was, DX, uh, Degeneration yeah. X debuted that summer. Yep. Stone Cold Steve Austin was becoming the stone cold that we all know and love now yep he became the badass that summer he had to, he had that massive match with uh owen hart at SummerSlam where he br- ended up breaking his neck um and that that, and that, that triggered that, it, that was uh, a classic uh the match against brett at wrestlemania is one of the greatest which, fucking, which were, oh yeah, my god which is the episodes the very first episode of our rewatch is going to be wrestlemania 13 which was march 23rd 1997 
Um, and we're going to do the Raw. And I watched the Nitro too, but um, but I'm going to watch the Raw and the Nitro for that week as well, which will be uh, that that Monday before. Because that Raw before was when Bret Hart went nuts on the microphone and pretty much told yeah. Vincent Man to go fuck off. And uh, I mean, it was all it was which all was, scripted. That but. was that was that was like the un- that was like the shooter interviews before shooter interviews, where mm. where sometimes they would just let people say whatever they wanted to. Yeah, and. Um, some of it was, uh, it was like half scripted. Like they were like, you can't say this, but you can go here type stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And that was around the time Rob started our video. Yep. And you've already seen him. And if you want to rewatch him, you can, but I'm going to rewatch yep. him and I'll talk about him. Bring up some, hopefully bring up some memories for you. You can tell me a little bit more background about it and where you were at the time when you watched it. And, and I know, uh, I know you and Dusty were into that stuff back in the day. So. Maybe eventually we can get him to jump on one of these or talk to him through Skype yep. or something. I, I know yeah, it'd be definitely. interesting. Definitely. And we're also and we're also going to break down uh, WWF No Mercy, which is a huge game in our early lives yes. on the uh, N64. Which is this episode is going to be huge for us. Um, and I'm sure there'll be a ton of news that we're going to catch up on. So expect <laughs> expect a two hour episode when we get back. Probably <laughs> we'll see if Chris yeah. wants to jump on too, just for the fuck of yep. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, because Chris was into wrestling too. A lot, a lot of people were. I mean, it was the most most rated, highly rated cable show at the time. It was like seven million people were watching a night. So yeah, it was. It's pretty crazy. It went from seven million to less than a million within 20 yeah, years. The, the only things that were beating wrestling back then were like NBA playoffs, NFL football games, stuff like that. Yeah. Were like the only things beating yep. wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. We don't watch the WWF anymore, but we, we, we are, uh, into wrestling still kind of, sort of, um, AW I watch from time to time. So, and we go to, and we go to yep. shows when we can. Yep. So yeah, that's our that's our show for the week. Thank you, Kevin. Have fun on your vacation, and I will. Uh, oh, I will. I will talk to you through the through the time, and we will catch everybody later. Thank you for listening. Peace out. Hello. Oh, hey, Officer Krupke. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, it's Officer Krupke. Oh, yeah, like from yeah, West Side Story. Yeah, West Side Story. Yeah, we received a call about you using obscenities against a woman and her children. What? That's ridiculous. I sang the song that I sang to you, Officer Krupke, Krupp you. I, I didn't say fuck you, I said Krupp you. It's not the way they heard it. I wouldn't say, I was singing the song, Krupp you! Where'd you get those pants? Banana Republic. There's a security tag on those pants. Well, I traded them because they took my pants, so I took these. <laughs> Give me the pants. What are you talking about? These are my pants. Now. Okay, fine. You don't have to do this here. I don't care. Okay, here. Oh, my God, Jesus Christ. Who are you? I'm Larry David. I happen to enjoy wearing women's panties. <laughs>